0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are in season two of Taking It to the Mats. I am Matt, and he is Matt. And this week is WrestleMania week, Matt. So we might as well talk about a WrestleMania. Let's go back to 1992 in the Hoosier Dome for WrestleMania 8. WrestleMania 8, Hoosier Dome, attended
1: 62,167 strong. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah that I, event feels big the way that the hoosier dome was set up you get like that glow from the outside yes. yep. it had a big event feel
0: mm-hmm.
1: two main events double main event yeah main event we got friends friends torn apart and
0: macho flair affair <laughs> you and, could argue you could argue that they just didn't advertise a double main event for wrestlemania 7 but like warrior savage was right up there as a double main event i would say absolutely yeah it almost like sets that precedent yeah
1: of having that like almost middle of the card like stunner exactly yeah Uh, yeah And, and this is i think i was surprised to always when i think back of the attendance for this because this is kind of a down period you know beginning a little bit down period for the company you've got the steroid you know accusations you got the stuff with with the um the other controversies in the company. Yeah. It felt like WrestleMania seven that got, you know, downsized was a little bit bigger, bigger time for the company. But then this event comes in and there's a lot of things that are good. But as we were talking about, the more you actually drill down on the card. Yeah. It, it, it's a transitional pay-per-view.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, the final blow off is interesting. We'll talk mm-hmm. more about that. Mm-hmm um where it goes from the from both main events really is yeah. in the air, but you know before we dive into it i figure we'll go through the undercard dive into that and then really talk about the two main events collectively right? yeah. there's so much that went into it but if you could just kind of give us a little bit of background like the pay-per-view before this is royal rumble 92 mm-hmm. right Ric flair wins the vacated title yeah. What do you remember about that time period? What do you remember about the build-up
0: into just the idea of WrestleMania 8? Well, yeah, that was this was my first stretch of pay-per-views as a kid. So WrestleMania, my first pay-per-view was SummerSlam 91. So SummerSlam, Survivor Series, Royal Rumble, and then WrestleMania. Uh, this was my first WrestleMania that I got on pay-per-view. And I didn't really understand back then that WrestleMania was – the granddaddy of them all, I guess. I just thought it was another pay-per-view because I was intrigued by the others, probably more than WrestleMania just because of what I saw. Like SummerSlam 91 from top to bottom was an epic card. Yes. Survivor Series and Royal Rumble, you have what they are. Like Survivor Series matches, the Royal Rumble match. Like they have like set things that take over the pay-per-view. And then WrestleMania is just like a card. Like, it didn't seem as epic as SummerSlam to me back then, but the the way the double main event played out, and I as I rewatched it again, like I got I got there was a couple goosebump moments that I still got goosebumps from. Yes, <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about that. But yes, Ric Flair um, winning the the WWF title before this at the Royal Rumble by winning the actual Royal Rumble match um, was supposed to set up like we can I guess we can talk about an hour later but it was supposed to set up the match that was supposed to happen between Hogan and Flair and it never happened and they held the press conference beforehand and you had um since Flair won the Royal Rumble and won the title you didn't know who was going to challenge him so they had five guys at the press conference and Jack Tunney was supposed to name the number one contender and it's funny because the Undertaker was there and he's just like (laughs) sitting there like staring straight forward (laughs) That would have been interesting, but you got Undertaker, Roddy Roddy Piper, yes, again another another Flair feud match that never happened. Yes, and then you got Hogan, Savage, and Sid on the other side, and uh, Jack Tunney just decided that Hogan was going to challenge Flair, and then we get from there to WrestleMania, and things happen, and the main events the main events change. Yeah, so we go into a double main event instead of getting Hogan and Flair.
1: Yeah, and I think right. I think even before you go into the undercard, and we'll dive into these main events later. I think it is important to set the context of, you know, the build up to WrestleMania Eight was Hulk Hogan saying this could be the last match. Right. we right, yeah, there's we'll a lot more about the whole thing with Vince, but I wonder if that's a big reason why sixty-two thousand people come to Indianapolis.
2: Yeah,
1: <laughs> Hogan's last match, and then also. As much as the buildup of Hogan and Flair is intriguing, you look at the end of the 1992 Royal Rumble, it's setting up Hogan and Sid. I mean, they're going to have to have a blow yeah. off. Like, you're right. not going to leave that um, unresolved. Yeah. So, you know, that was definitely um, a, a big part of, you know, the buildup to this event. So yep. let's let's attack the card here. Yeah. And uh, we'll get to all that good stuff. good stuff later. Sounds good. So we have a dark match that I think is the classic, you're finding your seat, you're coming back from the merchandise stand, the concourse. (laughs) You got the
0: Bushwhackers beating the Beverly brothers in 10 minutes. Very interesting. And the Beverly's were pretty new at that time. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure when the Bushwhackers came about like, I always think every time we talk about the Bushwhackers, I always think, like, they've been there forever. Right. They just lose every match. But I don't know when actually they arrived. But it's, it's funny that they went over in the dark match. against. <laughs> yeah, that. and I think you made a great point when we were talking pre-production. Like, if this was actually
1: on the pay-per-view, the Beverly's probably win this. Yeah, I would think you so. Know. But if you're talking about how do you get 60,000 people amped for an event, get the Bushwhackers <laughs> finishing it with the battering ram, doing the whole thing in the aisles like yeah, yeah.
0: you're excited you're ready you're ready for a card right? you people in the audience giving noogies to each other and <laughs> licking each other's faces they're ready to go
1: yeah like that is the amazing thing i felt like anytime you had a bushwhacker match the pop of them winning and the joy in the crowd and like what they did like i feel like they should have won more often i feel yeah. like just the return on investment of a bushwhacker win from the <laughs> crowd is just it's just there
0: yeah, it's hard to compare. It's hard to compare them to anyone else because they were literally their own entity. Like they didn't do, to my knowledge, they didn't do that many moves. They didn't do that many moves that would like really take a toll. Right, <laughs> like, right. the battering man you basically knocked the guy down. <laughs> but, but yeah, they were they were fun to watch for lack of a better phrase. Yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so you you get that you get the crowd going and then. For the second year in a row, you get Shawn Michaels opening up WrestleMania. Very different. Than very. The year before, he's with the Rockers. Here he's like peak. What I would say is like boy toy Shawn Michaels with Sensational Sherry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the leather jacket, like with the sleeves. It's pre-tattoo. It's like that classic um, attire that he had. Mm-hmm. You know, very simple. The white with with the strip with the different stripes on it. Yep. And he goes against perennial WrestleMania loser, right, as uh, <laughs> the yeah. history played out, um, El Matador. Yeah. Right, his, his El Matador appearance, El Matador, Tito Santana.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What do you think of the match? It was okay. It, uh, to me, it, it didn't get, like, maybe they should have had Bushwhackers and Beverly's, like, actually uh, not a dark match and Bush, Bushwhackers go over because it didn't really get me amped up. But because like, I wasn't a I wasn't a huge El matador fan I know that you had read that El, they were pushing for El matador to possibly win the title sometimes. I, like, I know that I read that again that could have been complete conjecture in fan fiction but
1: I abs- I read it I was like oh, kind of makes sense yeah. You're rebranding a guy with a great skill set
0: yeah El, El matador he he wrestled a good match like he's he's older at this time and yeah. uh, like so they reinvented his character from just Tito Santana and how he came off of the strike force and stuff too. Matador. Those, those promos where he's yeah. like bullfighting yeah el matador the bullfighter and uh and then as bobby the brain Heenan said like his his quote unquote sister sings the national anthem A- areba mcintyre <laughs> bobby the brain Heenan, man <laughs> uh, that that was one of the best things about mania was bobby the brain and gorilla monsoon just taking oh. away the commentary too it is their masterpiece yeah it so. is unbelievable yes <laughs> they are so good yeah but um i if like i think you know this was the second pay-per-view of Shawn michaels as the heartbreak kid he was in the royal rumble mm-hmm. but this was his like coming out as the singles competitor heartbreak kid i feel like he he worked a good match i feel like his finish should have been a little better like he did the he did this he did the kick but Mm -hmm. he didn't go for the cover and then the finish was tito like trying to suplex him in the ring from the apron and michael's like holding on to the rope and then just landing on him no no sherry interference from the outside and getting the getting the the pinfall off of like a little crossbody type move and like el matador was just like you know Whatever. And it's interesting because
1: it's almost shades of when he beats Bulldog, right? Mm-hmm. Like uh, being very opportunistic um, with that. Now, El Matador hits like almost two
0: finisher level moves in the match. Like Michaels yeah. bumping in that match, right? He hits the flying forearm and he hits yeah. the El Paso de Maltpe Mul- Mul- or whatever right. they call yeah. it. And Michaels rolls out of the ring both times, not like totally phased by. By those moves, like you, like you might be if if El Matador was gonna win with his finisher. So it, was, it was yeah, kind of how do you feel about that? Is that a no sell or just strategery, You know, <laughs> yeah, could <laughs> I think it could be a little no sell because Michael's like after he hits after he hits his new finisher, like he calls for it, he does the double oh. up, and then he does the flying fist to the back of the head. Michael's like rolls to the floor, doesn't even go down, like he's just like wobbly on the floor, and like. Yeah. And then he, that's when he gets him back in the ring and he lands on him or whatever. But it could be like, you know, they talk about Michael's attitude. Like, you know, mm-hmm. we talked about it during the Montreal screw, screw, screw job. But like, you know, if he was like that for many years, like even Gorilla Monsoon said, look at the arrogance on him or, yes. you know, like that. <laughs> that could have been, you know, the beginning of it. I don't know. I don't know yeah. if that was any kind of shoot or not. Now, people have argued, and I know you, you know, watched this very recently, very closely.
1: Was there a botch at the end there? I know some people have suggested that maybe that, you know, I mean, they go over 10 minutes. I mean, Mm do you feel like the match had a logical ending earlier that didn't happen? And so this was kind of put together between the two of them? I mean, -hmm. it's a different type of finish. I mean, do you see a possible botch and like an audible or... Do you feel like this was the intended finish? Well,
0: they like Michaels. Like I said, he hits the what they would later call sweet chin music, but he never had that as his finisher until like he really became more of the the good guy, Shawn Michaels. I think, but yeah. um, he tries for that back suplex where he hooks him <laughs> in between the thing, but but he Tito counters it. So I don't know if it didn't seem like there was a botch finish, but like I I kind of wish that he would have stuck with the crescent kick or sweet gin music as he would call it and and one like that i think that would have put him over better than just yeah. like the falling on him type scenario
1: awesome one uh, one last thought about this match to pick your brain at yeah so i'm looking at the card and you got this eight man tag later in there mm-hmm. some pretty big superstars and you know i don't think there's any question the way they're promoting Shawn michaels and the direction he's going what the outcome of this match is going to be and i think they put on a good match but What would you have thought about swapping El Matador, putting him in the eight-man tag, having Big Boss Man go against Michaels with the angle being law and order, you threw Jannetty through a window, you broke the law, I'm gonna bring you to justice, Shawn Michaels. (laughs) I mean, Boss Man, it's gonna be a different match, it's more physical, Shawn can take some more bumps. Mm -hmm. What do you think about that?
0: That, that's a funny that's, <laughs> right like, that's, that's funny, the reason why I think I mean Bossman like we said he got a little bit more in shape and athletic like than he was when he was with Akeem and the Twin Towers and whatnot I think um it's hard to say because I think I want to say El Matador would give him a better athletic match but mm-hmm. El Matador did a lot of like headlock takeovers and things like that to kind of like slow it down he did do like his you know he did a slingshot where he slung himself over the ropes he did his flying forearm and stuff like that i don't know i i think i'd rather leave it as it as it was like i could see michael's like working you know with boss man like boss man yeah. giving him the uppercut michael's just goes flying <laughs> right like, Huge bombs- yeah. <laughs> but like when michael's does his shtick to the boss man? I don't think is it goes over as well as if he's if he's wrestling someone as athletic and like built like him. I think I think it was. I just don't think El Matador was over. Like right. I just yeah. don't think people cared about El Matador, and that like kind of stinks. Like I. I might've stuck with Tito Santana, just regular Tito Santana and not done mm-hmm. the El Matador thing, but I know Vince likes his characters and whatnot. So yeah. Yeah. It was a, a chance at a rebrand, but like he, he was, you know, after the national anthem was sung, he was the first one to come out the first music that was played and you hear mm-hmm. like this bullfighter music. And it's just like, eh, like, yeah. you know, I, I mean, I guess probably Shawn Michaels should have came out first, but yeah, you know, but, uh, like Bobby Devane, he had said it was you know Michael's was a star of the '90s and yes, we, we were getting built yeah, him up. Yeah, we were getting the first look at what he was uh, to become. Nice. So then you go
1: to the set and, of, and
0: Sherry. Sherry was good oh. for him. Sherry was good for him. Being yes, you know yeah, uh, it, it legitimized the character.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, and her her original version found on the fan club. Uh, Tape, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, anyway. yep. so kind of risque too when you actually unpack it now. Right, right. Implications, but <laughs> yeah. <Yep. laughs> so you go. So awesome. So that's your kickoff. Mm-hmm. Then you go to. I'm interested to get your perspective on this. Is yep. this the first big moment? Is this the first big pop? Is does this fizzle out? I know you, you know, like this mm-hmm. this team. So I'm gonna kind of give this all all all, all to you because I know, um, you know you 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 dig these guys. So I remember when we watched the uh, the, the uh, DVD set together in full. Um, <laughs> yeah. Talk to me about the LOD return in the interview.
0: Thoughts on that? Yeah, so I, I remember when me and Gene. I guess with like I don't remember how long it had been since we saw LOD. I I remember like I told you pre-show that like. They had fought natural disasters at Royal Rumble. And I'm pretty sure there was a count out, either a count out victory or count out loss. But in either way, yeah, sloppy. Yeah. Either way, I think the disasters retained the titles at the time. But yeah, it was a sloppy ending. But I don't, maybe we didn't see them until now. But I just remember me and Gene uh, doing the interview. He's like, he's like, all right, here they come. And then you hear, yeah. and you hear the water. And like you get the LOD pop, and yeah. then and then probably yeah. the brain Heenan's like, oh no, is that <laughs> is that who I think it is? And it's like Paul Ellering, their former manager way back in the a, you know NWA yep. WCW days. And I didn't really, I guess I kind of knew I I probably didn't know the name of Paul Ellering, but I knew they had a manager that looked like that guy. So um, I didn't know what to think about what he would bring to LOD. Nor nor would I have any clue that. One pay-per-view later, he'd be bringing a, a doll, like a dummy, oh, uh, yeah. named Rocco, to be their to be their quote unquote type some type of manager. But yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I love I mean I love the pop, and I love that they were back. Um, we'll you know we'll talk later about what else they might have might have been able to do during during WrestleMania. But um, yeah, it was otherwise it was just a you know listening to like. A, an L O D interview or an Ultimate Warrior interview or so, or any kind of promo like that as a kid. Right. You don't like dissect it like you do now. And like right now or you know, when I watched it now, they're just like talking, you know, talking like they're gonna kill everyone. There's a lot of like nonsense and stuff like that. But yeah. it was it was it was definitely get the crowd amped. Like and I thought I thought it was a good spot where the crowd could get amped after a so-so first match. Yeah, right. Because it starts off with a
1: heel getting over that you don't know how over he's going to get. I don't right. think watching Shawn Michaels the heel against El Matador, I don't know that you. Right, yeah. I don't know if you necessarily saw the rest of the
0: nineties. That's that's true. Like to your point, maybe like would you have would you have put him against Bossman because maybe that would have got him over more? I think I would have. Yeah, I think I would have. I kind of like the justice for Marty angle.
2: Yeah, justice yeah. for
1: Jinetti. Yeah, there you go. Hashtag for <laughs> justice for Gennady yeah <laughs> right like, and I feel like you know, was like you're throwing through a glass wall yeah <laughs> so, yeah I'm gonna lock you up and like goo that whole thing right and like you're kind of scared and like Sherry could play a bigger role because no. she doesn't want Sean to get hurt true I, I think you could have had a little bit more psychology yeah,
0: yeah at, I- that, at that time like boss man what well, you know he's in that eight man tag and the mounties in there repo man's in there but like that's been done Like you know, yeah, yeah. If they're if they wanted to continue with Bossman at all, then maybe they should have put him against an up and comer like Sean. Right? Yeah, he's just got bigger, bigger pop. I mean, someone's in the crowd holding
1: up that wrestling buddy. Yeah, I got some juice. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah. Now I've been thinking about that actually a lot lately. Like we were we were planning this. Like I never thought about Sean in a different spot because he was up and coming. But then I was going through it and I thought, interesting. Yeah. So you go LED and then you get a WrestleMania defining moment. We're going to go to two and oh here, right? This, this budding streak. Undertaker, Jake Roberts, the blow off of the feud that was excellently done. Mm-hmm. But then the match, now there's some controversy about, you know, where Jake was and the headspace that he was in and, you know where he saw his role going in the company, and like threats to no-show. Uh, he wanted like a writing gig, but he goes in and like he basically does the job. Mm-hmm. Like he's cool with Undertaker, no selling two DDTs. Takes I think actually kind of an epic tombstone on the outside. Yeah. <laughs> like I think like, that's kind of a cool spot. Yeah, I think we just expected more. Undertaker wins now having just recently you know kind of dove back into this people talk about a massive face pop for the undertaker when he's announced do do you do you see that do you still like today yeah see that does it live up to that like hype that it's got Yeah.
0: like when you hear the gong then there's there's a pop and then that aisleway was massive so like howard finkel does not start announcing the undertaker until he's probably three quarters of the way to the ring and so it, and Undertaker's stride, like it takes him a while. <laughs> so yeah. like he's he's not, move, he's not moving very fast. So like, then he, he gets, you know, three quarters of the way and Howard, when Howard Finkel, you know, says where he's from and what he weighs and he says, the Undertaker, like you. there was a, there was a good pop. There was a massive pop. I, I will, yeah. I will vouch for that. Yeah. Death alley, 328, right? Like iconic. <laughs>
2: um,
0: <laughs> they, showed, they showed all of the, um, like before they, before they introduced them, they showed all the stuff that happened where Jake got his hand stuck in the oh, and coffin. coffin. Yeah. <laughs> Jake's and, then they showed, and then they showed, I wondered if you had this. Um, when The Undertaker came out, you know, they showed kids in the crowd with like their signs and stuff. Some kid had that, that uh, WWF magazine with just the big face of The Undertaker. Do you remember that one? And he's just like- Very pale with the yeah. hat. Yeah, I do and, not, and have, I do not some... have that one i
1: they, they replicated that cover they almost once a year because i have a 93 one and i have a 94 one
2: like mm-hmm.
1: yeah i do not have that one with the hat and like it's this very still true like red hair
0: like the very yeah, dark yeah.
1: hair. it's not he's like he's just
0: hair. his his scary eyes and white face was makeup yeah yes <laughs> yes <laughs> that, was, that was i i had that one that was an iconic uh Cover to the magazine, (laughs) and we need to take a
1: deep dive into your archives. Now we got five. We got. I I I still have it. Nice,
0: but yeah, go ahead. I mean,
1: we've we dissected this in Mm -hmm. season one Mm -hmm. with our new expanded edition of Undertaking the Lost Years, but I know that we've talked about this a lot. But I think it absolutely is worth revisiting. Mm so there's really no going back here undertaker's face turn is complete he has vanquished jake roberts we kind of know the direction it's going to go i mean i don't think anybody saw SummerSlam 92 him doing what he was doing right? right retrospect how do you feel about the booking how do you feel about the committing to uh
0: face oh i like it like yeah? we, you know we did the face heel podcast yeah. and we we both Talked ourselves into how it yeah. was a better face. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it is what it is. I think they asked um, when we were when we were prepping for our Bret Hart um, podcast. I remember some, an interviewer asking Bret Hart. <laughs> <big> episode too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember an interviewer interviewer asking Bret Hart um, about Undertaker's face turn, and he he agreed with it. Like he mm-hmm. said, there was nothing else he really could have done as a heel. Just you know that character. Unless he's continuously working with, like, you know, a Hogan or a Warrior or someone like that, you gotta yeah. let him flourish. And I think that's the only way he could have done it is to get over on as a face and go against the heels. Agree, agree. Uh, Jake's uh, ring attire, fascinating.
2: Yeah, um, that's
0: very not 1992.
1: Right. Camp- you know, golden era WWF.
0: Yeah. uh, (laughs) And he, uh, yeah, like, um, I forget if we mentioned it, but like Brett said, he was at one point prior to WrestleMania 8, it was told to Brett that he was supposed to be working with Jake uh, at WrestleMania 8. And then they changed storylines and whatnot. And then the whole thing, like you just said, Jake um, basically quit after WrestleMania 8. So that kind of put a different scenario in play.
1: I really like that idea i think that would have helped brett i think brett i mean we look we we know all the greatness that brett is
2: Mm -hmm. it would have
1: been really cool to get see his mic skills get a workout with jake like having him with jake's in-ring psychology would have been a very cool
0: very cool thing yeah Yeah. that
1: that had that has potential i
0: think that has a high ceiling that would have that would have brett brett was excited to possibly work with jake because he said he never did before yeah. I guess he never will. <laughs> yeah. 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 But yeah, like uh, you mentioned, I think um, you get the first two matches of WrestleMania 8, two up-and-comers, Shawn Michaels and The Undertaker, going over on some some legends there. Yes, right. The future
1: faces of the company. Yep. Uh, yeah. Have, they kind of have their coming out. And we're going to go three, three for three, because our next match, we've been talking about them, I guess the hot take is, is this the match of the night? And, you know, what did you think in your rewatch? Bret Hart face, face, going against Intercontinental Champion, Rowdy Piper, who only gets the title because Bret Hart, you know, bravely wrestles uh, with a Mountie with a fever. Yeah, (laughs) Piper beats Mountie a few days later at Royal Rumble. I we've talked about this before, like, at length. I feel like it's, like, a lifetime achievement award for Roddy Piper, like, the Intercontinental title. Like, I don't think there were, like, big plans for him to be the Intercontinental champion. Right. Um, but he f-
0: goes against Bret Hart, 13 minutes. What do you think? What do you got? Yeah. Oh, I love the match. The match was amazing. And, like, you know, uh, Piper gets that sucker punch in and Bret, <laughs> Bret bleeds. Uh, yeah. That, like, if anyone had... If anyone like was possibly rooting for Piper before that, I think they some of them you might have probably turned pro hitman during yeah. that because like right before that, you know they're kind of drawing with each other. They go through a bunch of moves and then um, Brett gets tossed to the floor and he's limping a little bit. And Piper, trying to be the gentleman, holds the rope open for Brett <laughs> and Brett. Actually, does it, and everyone gives him a golf clap, like, "Hey, like Piper's a good guy and whatnot." Yep. And then both Piper and the ref point to Brett's shoe, like, "Oh, you need to tie your shoe." And then Piper gives him a sucker. Shoe classic. Shoe. <laughs> so, like, that was that was awesome. And I, like, Piper, just looking back at that match, Piper was amazing. Like, he was, you know, all the interviews beforehand where he like slighted Brett's family and like, yes, <laughs> Brett, as kid, Brett as a kid and stuff like that, like. He, he again if it wasn't jake that was going to give brett an opportunity for Mike skills piper, <laughs> piper on the mic is is awesome but um yeah, but yeah i love the match he gets he gets the bulldog uh like yeah. right after the the sucker punch pretty much but brett kicks out and then uh you get the whole piper gonna use the bell on brett while the ref's down but he, oh. decides, he decides against it and then his brett... moment of redemption which kind of like protects him as the face he gets yeah. that yeah Mm-hmm, yep. Where it goes fully to the dark side. Yeah, but like, yeah, right away, like, Brett, Brett's bleeding profusely, like, you know, during Dude, the match. Yeah, like you did
1: not see bleeding. So I think the last time you saw blood was WrestleMania 7, Hogan Slaughter. Right?
0: Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That was that was a rarity.
0: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I don't think you saw it. Um, I'm trying to think if there was any at, like, SummerSlam 91. I don't remember
1: what you forget is that that was Bret Hart's first WrestleMania as a singles wrestler, mm-hmm. right? Like he had a meteoric year, right? Cause WrestleMania seven Hart foundation dropped the title to the nasty boys. You know, we talk about how he goes right to SummerSlam 91 and beats perfect with the sharpshooter. So like, this is mania, 62,000 people. Like this is him being an opportunist and putting on a show and respect,
0: you know, yeah. like it's awesome. Yeah. You know, he's it was- out. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was an awesome match. Like, you know, the Piper was in great shape and I guess, I guess looking back, like this may have been one of his last matches. Um, this may have been his going out type of thing. Cause he know. has that WrestleMania 12
1: gold dust Hollywood brawl. Right. The, less, yeah, the less said true. about that, the better.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it came back, but yeah, I mean, like for the time being, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. um, Kind of, you know, kind of feel bad he didn't hold the title for longer. He was in the WWF for a long time without a title. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you said, uh, they finally put one on him. But, um, again, Brett, the up-and-coming star as a singles wrestler, goes over on another legend. Yes. So three matches in a row, three of the yes. same, uh, yeah. Yeah, like a changing of the
1: guard. Like, I think, yeah, mm-hmm. you talk 80s wrestling. Yeah. Tito, Jake. Piper, you yeah. know, and you talk '90s wrestling, you talk Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, Bret Hart. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. There, there's a method to the madness right here. Yeah, I like it.
0: Yeah, it. yeah, that's awesome. yeah. Yep. So yeah, that match was uh, definitely the best match up until then, and like I would call it a show stealer. But one, of the, I'd say, I'd say one of the main events, the, the, the double main event, was still awesome. And yeah. we'll talk about that. But uh, well, was- off the top of your
1: head. All right, hot take, answer, don't think. What's your knee-jerk answer? Better, WrestleMania, Intercontinental match. Ladder match, WrestleMania 10, Piper Hart.
0: I, I got to go ladder match, I guess. Ah, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, We just, yeah, just. But it was, <laughs> yeah. just it's up there. I think the, la- yeah, it's up there. The ladder up match, there. I think, was longer and. More work was involved, you know, just the, yeah. the bumps from the ladder just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> awesome, awesome.
1: Any, uh, any, any last thoughts on that one? Um, I like how
0: I like how you know Piper put the belt on him, literally put the belt on him afterward and whatnot. Um, I like the finish where Brett like pushed off the, tur- yes! the turnbuckle in the sleeper hold and pinned him very cool. Yeah, that was cool. Like that that goes what what Brett says like he tries to do he tried to do different things in all his matches whereas some wrestlers do the same shtick over and over and we know who they are yeah <laughs> but like yeah like you know he bled in that match like i don't remember another match where Brett bled right yeah oh, he did he did uh there was oh there was that there was a the thing where Brett like did a cross body and Piper was like against the rope and they like both flipped over the ropes and Brett like grill Monsters, has whacked his back on the, <laughs> the, the ring apron they co- they both kind of tumble over the ropes and like it was awkward but yeah. uh, and then the the finish like we talked about like it was just it was a good match and it was, it was different
1: yeah absolutely yeah great great match and it's almost like the anticipated greatness because then you get the bathroom eight man tag
0: i was going to say yeah if this was kind of new if the first half of WrestleMania was, it's you, almost thirds. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. if you remember, if you broke it into halves, like these four matches, and then the the Macho Flair uh, part of the double main event, this is this is the bathroom match before the main event. Yeah, <laughs> like you get the, you get some names in there, but they're all like, I don't know, kind of washed up in a way. Yes. Yeah. So I'm glad you go there because yes. All right. So, Boss Man.
1: Virgil, Slaughter, Duggan. Virgil with a uh, nose protector. <laughs> Seriously, wait, who was the who was the NBA guy that was wearing the mask for a while? Uh, Sean Bradley. Know, right, yeah. <laughs> so you, you got Boston and Virgil, Slaughter, Duggan, mm-hmm. Nasty Boys, Repo Man, Mountie.
0: Yes, and Ray Combs
1: introducing them for Family oh, Feud. Oh, Hosted Family Feud. Very very tragic ending for, for Ray Combs, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Re-watching, rewatching that's the TV. shtick, the family feud announcements. That's like, what do we got?
0: Oh, let's do this. <laughs> rewatching it back. I can't believe I can't believe how dumb the jokes were that like I, I literally, remember? Laughed,
2: I literally <laughs> laughed my head
0: off when I was a kid. <laughs> so good. You got the nasty boys. Survey said this is just what the survey says. You got two men sharing one brain. That's what the survey okay. So what the survey said. <laughs>
1: <laughs> i'll tell you ray Combs could rock a sweater back in the day too
2: man.
1: <laughs> yikes uh, <laughs> so yeah you got so Bossman, virgil slaughter duggan nasty boys repo mounting just over six minutes so tell me again like the pin so the nasty boys brass knuckles virgil what what
0: goes down there they um everyone gets in the ring it's a big hoopla and whatnot and the nasties have virgil they've taken the the nose guard off of virgil's face and they're gonna clock him with it but virgil ducks and the nasty hits another nasty with it and virgil gets the pin off of that wow but uh the the one point i was gonna make to you was uh you know during our dream card you had You talk about, you know, what they could have done with Hacksaw, Jim Duggan back in that day and whatnot. And he's in this like eight man bathroom match. Probably, you know, he looks like a team captain. But never one. I mean, it's only a six minute match, but never gets tagged in at all. You start with Slaughter. You get Bossman in there. You get Virgil in there. Duggan's just in there for the melee at the end. And that was it. Nothing. Nothing from Hacksaw. (laughs) Wow. Dude got a paycheck.
1: Right. <laughs> yeah, got to bring the two by four out in front of sixty thousand plus. But you're right, like, but that's the magic of Hacksaw. Mm-hmm. You he could do that. Come back out at prime time or superstars, and you know get a pop and like be okay. Like he right. could afford to do that. Yeah. And um, I I was like a hundred percent sure, but I wanted to just confirm. So WrestleMania seven. Interesting because you've got Virgil with Ratty Piper. So Ratty Piper has a completely different role. Like, hey, Virgil, come on down to an epic match a year later. Right. Virgil, for as much, um, you know, as as much as he's kind of like, not necessarily given a ton of respect, WrestleMania, he wins seven and gets the pin in eight.
0: So that's cool. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. he does. Like, that's it. That was his year, I guess, because he... Yes. He wins, sure. wins seven, wins the million dollar title, the next paper we got SummerSlam. Yeah on, is on that great Survivor Series team with team. Piper, Brett, and Bulldog. Um and yeah, gets the pin. Unfortunately, it's a bathroom match pin, but he gets <laughs> he gets the pin and he looks like a hero because his his protective mask was taken off during this. So his, his nose is exposed. <laughs> but he still gets the pin, but his 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 whole career just doesn't just doesn't get to that like intercontinental title you know, yeah. um, you know. It is wait is Virgil the nick Foles of the world wrestling federation like
1: <laughs> seven touchdowns in a game million dollar champion two and oh wrestlemania no, okay all right. <laughs> like, the resume looks really great and then there's also this other stuff right. yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one of the things that jumped out at me with this is like what a difference the year makes right so you said for duggan uh all yeah. right like all right, you get to be with the boys, you get to go to WrestleMania. Like that's cool. Right. Right. You want a better spot. Mm-hmm. So how about Sergeant Slaughter? Yeah. Dude, oh, WrestleMania 7, main event, Monster Heel, main event, SummerSlam, Afterthought. Now I did read, I did read that for Summer that there was thought for Slaughter Duggan against money in for the titles. Mm. and it just didn't get didn't generate the heat and so the whole jimmy hart natural disasters thing gotcha that, that was, was cool. yeah.
0: yeah that would have given duggan and slaughter some good notoriety for once
1: yeah like if duggan and slaughter are teaming up that is peak my favorite time of the wwf right? That's right. like,
2: peak.
1: like if, if colonel mustafa's jobbing every week and Dolly, like that's like my peak um so you get Slaughter with a big big fall
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then the nasty boys go from winning the tag
0: title The year before, yeah. I guess Yeah to to this. That's yeah. That's a drop. Yeah. That's a drop. Yeah, definitely. I guess you had you had a bunch of um and I guess kind of right after this is when they would turn face pretty like pretty soon, I think. But um because you had a bunch of heel tag teams at the time. yeah And a bunch of them with Jimmy Hart, but as you said, you even had the Beverly brothers in there. So the nasties were like on that downward trend as a heel tag team. So Mm -hmm. at least they, at least they turned them face and had them face money ink, you know, a little, little later on. Yeah. Like it it worked. And like
1: we've said before, I think you take out the mega maniacs, the nasties should have been the WrestleMania nine match. I mean, I think Mm -hmm. that was the trajectory they were going. And then one of my favorite face nasty boys matches as an aside, I remember they fought like a no DQ match against the Head Shrinkers on Raw and it like ended up in like the buffet. <laughs> and they're like, there's like, just condiments everywhere.
0: <laughs> it was I vaguely,
1: awesome. I vaguely remember that. <laughs> it was a good one. Remember it because it was like President's Weekend. So like the next day I didn't have school. It was one of those nights where like my parents would like let me stay up. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're going to skip for now. Okay. Savage Flair, because I think that's part of a bigger conversation about it. Yep. Um so we go into the second half of the card. Right. So we're going into the second half. Tatanka over martel just over four minutes. You know, it's a rising star beating like, you know, my obviously my all-time number one. Yeah. Get it. <laughs> how do you feel about that? Yeah, how do you feel about that?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Bummer. Bummer. <laughs> right out. So Coco Beach is South
2: Yeah.
0: How do you feel about your guy having to follow Macho Man Flair? And having to put over a rising star, Damn. and the, I guess oh no that was two like the I was gonna I was gonna compare it to two years prior to this he was number one match one Coco and one okay. yeah and now he's putting over a rising star. Well,
1: <laughs> if there's anyone that's gonna follow and believes that they can follow an epic macho flair affair, it would have to be a man that possessed a great amount of
0: arrogance, arrogance. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you know what? Though, for your to your credit or for because because you like martel i'm glad that this wasn't like his lot in the rest of his career like after this he gets he gets a feud with hbk so that's yes. that's good for the model that was good yeah career, so he, dude, good
1: ability good luck like fun guy <laughs> yeah um Said, I get it. Uh, oh, I mean, we 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 like Tatanka, like we like his in-ring ability. Um, we think a year later, obviously, like in our dream card, we also have him winning the intercontinental belt. Like mm-hmm. this was the start. Um, it's interesting that they didn't put him against somebody like um a berserker, like a more physical per like um yeah. type of wrestler, just to kind of get a more like physical match. So, like Martellus is a little bit more finesse, you know, the right. jumping jacks and whatnot. And yeah, true. But you know, Tatanka gets the clean win. One of my notes is it's it's kind of a bathroom match.
0: <laughs> kind of is. I um, think it was the better of the the three uh, later card matches before Hogan and Sid. I think it was better than the next two matches we'll talk about. Um, but yeah. so how about so how about this? I got two things for you. For maybe <laughs> maybe three things. First of all, I forgot until I watched it back that Tatanka wore those white tights instead yes of, instead of like the wrestling what he wears at the wrestling figure just the like the loincloth oh. with the blue he wears those long white pants i like i like that look back then i really
1: like the, the white pants look mm-hmm. yeah he did not wear those long that yeah. was a good look yeah i a 100 percent on the same page yes yeah. I, that is i like that and then
0: uh so here you go yeah <laughs> here you go, go
2: you for have
0: it. you have first match Michaels winning with basically a cross body on Tito Santana. Yes. You have Tatanka winning with a cross body on Rick Martell. Yes. A year later, Tatanka versus Shawn Michaels for the Intercontinental Championship at WrestleMania 9. Yeah. How, how about that? Yep. <laughs> another, yeah. Another, uh, like the first three matches, the stars mm-hmm. of the 90s go over and then you get to the, the Tatanka match and another another rising star goes over.
1: Yeah. Like they're right. You look at the card and, and you say, maybe there could have been, they were building towards something. Mm-hmm. They were building towards something without question. They're building towards something there. Yeah. Um, so then the next match, I just have ugh, because, <laughs> but I mean, it builds the characters up. It builds the heat, but you've got tag team chance money incorporated who got like, I love them. I think they're an awesome heel tag team. Going against the natural disasters, who basically like more or less wipe the floor with them for eight minutes and then they walk to the locker room. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I feel about that. Uh, horrible. Yeah. <laughs> they like, either the natural disasters should have won the belts or, or, like, before the match, the nat- when the natural disasters are interviewed, they tell me and Gene that, like, they're going to have a surprise for Money Inc., but there was no surprise. Like, I thought, like, I guess <laughs> yeah. they were just like, saying that but like i thought they were gonna like bring out somebody or like actually do something but and um, what do you think they could have done yeah so instead i think the booking should have been like instead of the uh lod interview it should have been a substitute where like maybe they had something happen where money inc like attacked earthquake beforehand or whatnot an earthquake couldn't compete or something so then Surprisingly, you have LOD versus Money, Inc. LOD comes out with a big pop, a surprise pop, and then they maybe win the titles. Maybe they go over on on Money, Inc. But that would have solidified that second half of the card right there. Like the second half of the card, besides the main event, was not so great. And that match could have been a lot better had something like that happened. Definitely, and I'll tell you, the other option that you could have said when you talk about surprise
1: is I think obviously option one is yeah, LOD comes out and you get the huge LOD pop. And I like, Oh my gosh, you're going in the ring. as money. Mm-hmm. I think the other option you could have had is as money is going to the locker room, LOD meets them. And it's like, you're getting back in that ring.
0: Nice. Yeah. You That's know, I, awesome. Yep. You
1: could have used them that way. Cause now I get it. Right. They walk back to the locker room, they get counted out. Like it does build heat for like where, where they're going to go. And, but at the same time, like it's WrestleMania, you can't, right. Because if you fast forward to WrestleMania 9, right, they try to do that against Hogan and Beefcake. And they Finkel basically says, if they do not return to the ring, they will lose the match and the titles.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: So, you know, that was Monique's move. Take the belts, walk out of the ring. And it's fun and it's kitschy to an extent. But again, like, it kind of goes into hulking up. Yeah. I want to see a match go all the way through I don't want the gimmick I don't want it to go to a certain point and I have to wait for like the gimmick to start to play right.
0: out <laughs> yeah that's kind of a bummer actually yeah and that's you and a big IRS fan saying that too so
1: <laughs> yeah
0: yeah it is I, I, know. I, love I mean IRS was famous for that I could see the model doing that Like yep. it
1: all the time yeah
0: <laughs> yeah I know people I like did it and yet yeah yeah <laughs> i don't know what that means <laughs> so <laughs> I, do, I do want to point out uh, if i forgot one point in the first half of the card um i think it was after brett piper uh by the brain he actually interviews a foreshadowing interview lex luger at like on camera at wbf, as WBF uh yes. like the face of the wbf and they show him and What he's doing in the WBF, and he you know takes his shirt off and shows his perfect physique and everything. So, foreshadowing a year later, like the narcissist coming. Yes, you know from you get the sense that they actually, from what I
1: understand, Vince lost a lot of money on WBF because he believed in it. Yeah, thought it was going to be something, not just like a farm system for future wrestlers, but actually. Mm -hmm. Um, so you get the tag match, and then you get one minute, thirty-six seconds rocket owen hart beats skinner do you cut it do you keep it in i mean it is owen hart future legend getting at wrestlemania
0: i mean i would i would have it go i mean i don't i don't know about any like time limits limitations or whatever but like i would keep it in and have owen do some of his crazy moves from back then and have him still go over on skinner but not like he does a he does a backflip off the top to get into the ring and turns around and gets tobacco spit in his face. And that that starts the match. But then (laughs) he basically I think only really gets the roll up on Skinner as an offensive move. And then after the match, he drop kicks him out of the ring or whatever, but yeah, like a waste real waste for for Owen to get over.
1: And it's a total waste because he doesn't go anywhere after that. Like it's a while before he gets to survivor series 93. Mm -hmm. he's not even remotely in the picture at wrestlemania nine skinner is the second doink so yeah (laughs) kind of cool opportunity for him but Mm -hmm. like that's where like i wonder now i know obviously they were under time constraints because of the length of the match but i go back to the eight man tag and i think if you want to invest in the rocket do you swap skinner and the mountie because the mountie was a former intercontinental champion you know, there's actually, you know, there's actually, remember he beat Brett. So you got the family connection, Owen, and going to get revenge against the Mountie. So you can build up a little bit of heat. And it's more important. Like, I mean, the Mountie, the Mountie won a lot back then. Yeah. yeah. Like, with, like, it's sometimes dubiously with the shock stick, but like, right.
0: Mountie was a force to be reckoned with, really. Like, yeah. I'm surprised Mountie isn't on your top five list because <laughs> as I, like, I describe him, it sounds like you should be. Yeah, like, no. <laughs> he was one of those guys, <laughs> right? Yeah, like wait. <laughs> So,
1: so that's the uh, that's the undercard. So after we've
0: dissected it a little bit, you know, do what do you think? I think there's a couple strong points, and I mean, I guess you have to have those lull points, like for. <laughs> short bathroom breaks but also <laughs> but but also like they always talk about how the how you have to like you can't just go amped the entire time like the crowd's yeah. going to get tired you have to let them settle down so like i mean we'll talk about the double main event but like there was points where like you, they had to settle down and you had to settle down after macho flair because that just turned into Well, we'll talk about it but like um you know Piper, Brett was obviously the best undercard match. Yeah. Um, Undertaker, Jake was big. It was short, but it was big. Um, and then just just those future stars going over, I guess. I mean, I guess they could have went over in a bigger way. Like uh, like we said, both Michaels and Tataka won with like easy cross bodies on, yeah. like, on like veterans who could have like kicked out and they didn't do their finishers and whatnot. But um, yeah, it was like a little i guess a little a little disappointed in the in the undercard overall Co- especially when you talk about uh compared to like the prior years wrestlemania like this mm-hmm. wrestlemania had not counting the dark match nine matches i believe yes wrestlemania 7 15 matches wrestlemania 6 i think 15 matches like and they were all like like you said a changing of the guard a changing of the future stars these were not you know your normal guys like you know you can just rattle them off power and glory um you know anyone any anyone who was in any of those 15 matches like the match had had, seemed to have more substance to it than 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 some of these um but yeah like there i guess i guess there wasn't as many high points you know in in the undercard as there could have been yeah no
1: agreed Later on, you could look at them and say, wow, important matches for them to win. But I think when you do talk about the high points of this event, it's almost like the ebb and flow of a live show. You do have to kind of bring people, yeah, exactly. You have to bring people down, Mm -hmm. you know, to kind of have those high points matter and and things like that. So as we transition into the big double main event. Yep. All right. So everybody I think that thinks about WrestleMania eight talks about this missed opportunity for like the dream match. Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. It's at the height of kayfabe. It's WWF, mm-hmm. right? It's Flair as the champion. He's over. He wins the rumble. Now Hogan plants some seeds that he's
0: leaving. Hmm. And he kind of does, right, for a period. They have a whole tribute to Hulk Hogan like a week before WrestleMania. They show yeah the they videos. Show, yeah, they show his Andre the Giant match, his Warrior match. They interview with McMahon saying, How is this your last match and all that stuff? So it does feel like, you know, he's supposed to be leaving and there's supposed to be a change happening. Yeah. And it, it almost makes you wonder, too, like, if what if Hogan hit it
1: in Hollywood? Like, you know, a-, a la The Rock, right? So, like, you think about Hollywood in the 80s, 90s. You got Stallone, Schwarzenegger, Chuck Norris, to a lesser extent, like Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Like, there was the possible opening for an action star, right? Like, these movies were getting made in abundance. Yeah. And you almost wonder, like, if he, like, when you talk about Hogan and the business, and this and like, if he would have... You know, if he's in, like, Predator 2 instead of Danny Glover, like, does he just turn his back on wrestling? Like, is he just moving on? And, and it like, I don't know. Like, is his – are his failures in Hollywood ultimately, like, what kind of jerked around in WWF this time to not maybe go in a direction that it just needed to settle
0: on? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Like, he did say in his interview, like, you know – He's like everywhere I go, people ask me like, "Is this your last match?" And he didn't know. He he said in the interview he didn't know, and he'll he would know after it was over. But he did yeah. say, um, you know that, like, is it your last match because you got all these other things going on, quote unquote, in your life. And he yeah. and he said he admitted that he did. So yeah. between that and the the allegations starting, yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was a it was a change that was going to take place. But yeah, like. It was there. Was there uh, the? It was there in case of in, in case of fire. Break glass. Uh, yes. Get Hogan back or whatever. Was there exactly. always that plan? <laughs> right. Like his. Had
1: he been more successful, that is not happening. Right? right. Those options aren't there. So, you know, do you feel that Hogan Flair was actually ever an option? because of the way rumble 92 ends with sid yeah um it feels like that was going to be unfinished business right it's the monster heel that hogan would go up against Mm -hmm. i mean we think of it as a possible dream match but you go wrestlemania one it's like celebrity stuff right wrestlemania two it's king kong bundy it's andre the giant it's the tournament it's savage, it's warrior, it's slaughter, it's larger than life, yeah. not in ring tacticians. And so now we're going to say that the dream match is him versus an actual wrestler,
0: right? That's, like, exactly, we're what, uh, ourselves. that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, it was, it's, it has, it, it has to be a monster heel. For yeah, me. like, there's a reason why you didn't include him in your dream card, and there's a reason <laughs> how I include him in mine where he's coming out with Andre to fight the two giants, the natural disasters and whatnot. Like it can't, it just can't be like WCW made it happen like a year Mm -hmm. or two later after 1993, but it was very predictable. Like they had Shaquille O'Neal involved and like maybe another celebrity and like they had different wrestlers involved, but it was still Hogan Flair, just the most predictable match that you can think of. And yeah. How I you know how is little Ric Flair gonna be like you know the immortal Hulk Hogan like yeah it's just yeah. It, it's too predictable and like like I kind of talked about with you off off uh, camera or whatever um they they had Hogan Flair at some house shows and didn't get a great response so they decided like that was another reason they decided and like you said um Hogan was leaving so they can't really have him go over on the champion and then leave right. him. exactly exactly
1: right you can't like retire champion and mm. i think to you hear that thing about the house show is not going over well but i also feel that at that point in time for a pay-per-view buy rate rick flair is such a big figure that you might get wcw nwa people buying this event to see this match yeah right in the world of wrestling almost if there's ever a chance for an invasion angler or a reunification or a kind of like blurring of the companies right right it was this match mm-hmm. so we know that that doesn't ultimately happen and right. we know that you know it, it's Hogan Sid um, and macho Man is put in that spot yep. and immediately Flair just, goes to town with the Elizabeth, she was mine before she was yours. Like they create this brilliant angle in yeah. weeks time, they are ready to go, right? The WF Magazine has the pictures, yeah. the doctor <laughs> photos, and all that stuff. Like, again, like you said it before, like Martel and like Elizabeth, like definitely like we, we've evolved as yeah. our, our culture and how we objectify people and how right. how, yeah. how we are sensitive because like <laughs> we definitely like took... You know, people, and, like, they were just exploited at this time, right? Yeah. I think we definitely are in a better place for that, for sure. <laughs> um,
0: but Or or we've just gone down the wrong path for a long time. Like, right, yeah. So like, it, it, is, it is exploitation, and now we just tolerate it all, but, like, yeah, but, so but yeah, that, yeah, that was, like, that was never, like, I don't remember that angle ever been introduced before in wrestling, like, you know. <laughs> yeah, like, we're going to take you,
1: Elizabeth, and we're just going to put you out there yeah and people don't know that this is fake by the way like they think you actually got married and the right. Tolkien was actually like your ring bearer and yeah. <laughs> you know so like it was a big risk for her you know and also let's talk about Randy the Jake angle was white hot yeah and he goes right into another white hot angle as the face where when he was Macho King he was the one that was knocking you know quote Walter away. Yeah, yeah. he yeah. was the one that was going after it and he kind of takes on the weight of the world mm-hmm. after Reinstate Macho. So he gets put in this match against Flair. Mm-hmm. I th- do you think, we'll talk, you know, separating that, and I will talk Hogan. sit in a minute. Do you feel that ultimately, the way that it was built up, the way, the way that it was presented, and then ultimately the way it played out? Because I thought you said, like, you rewatched this match. It's freaking epic, and I want you to yeah. recount it for us all. Yeah, you think this was ultimately like the right call? This was the right business decision.
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't remember how they got to it. Like I remember, obviously, like you said, Sid pulled Hogan out of the ring at Royal Rumble, so like they had to resolve that. I don't know how they went from the WrestleMania press conference where Jack Tunney chose Hogan to yeah. to separating it, where ultimately they just started the angles with Savage and Flair and Hogan and Sid. Um, I remember Sid, like they showed before the Sid match, Sid just absolutely destroying the barbershop. with cream yeah, on his little, face. Um, <laughs> but uh, but, um, but yeah, like as far as matching up wrestler to wrestler, like Savage and Flair was epic. Those two worked an incredible match. And then Hogan and Sid are like two peas in a pod. Uh, the other the other way, like but yeah. like we'll talk about that match, but. Yeah, Savage and Flair was amazing. Like you got you had perfect on the outside of the ring, interfering in every way. From from like just blatantly dragging Savage out of the ring after the elbow drop. <laughs> you had you had another uh you had another busted open instance where Savage comes off the top to the floor, hits Flair, Flair goes into the guardrail and cuts. Yes. And he gets he gets busted open.
1: Do you see it? I know that there was controversy about
0: the bleeding. Do you 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 don't see the blade but like you see him like underneath his hair kind of like you know kind of go like this (laughs) like you know from side to side yeah Um, if you look for it you couldn't see where he did it yeah same I'd say same thing in the Bret Hart match like after after the sucker punch like he's he's down on the ground like this (laughs) but but um but yeah like from from the bleeding to then flair like just gets a steel chair and nails is perfect perfect nails savage in the in the leg with a steel chair savage's leg is numb for the rest of the match oh. where you know he gets him in the figure four perfect's like giving him the leverage yeah the leverage like that, yeah he throws in brass knuckles knocks out savage savage still kicks <laughs> out then you get then because of all the interference you get elizabeth coming out and like five or six security people, including like Shane McMahon, yes, Dave Hedmer, like they're like, you gotta get out of here, you gotta get out of here, <laughs> and like she won't take no for or, she, You know, she's saying no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay out. And so they're all like crowded around her and the whole match and whatnot. And then, uh, then you get the, you get a bunch of close call like near near falls where like Flair does like the flip over the rope and he. He runs to the other side and runs <laughs> up the top rope and jumps. And Macho Man catches him with a punch to the face and just like knocks him out. And everyone, like, people were booing because they thought it was over. Like, the ref counted his like two and a half counts. Yes. And yes. Like, Flair kicks out, and everyone's like, What? Like, and Heenan is going out of his mind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Flair is like, He's just like, Get up, get up. <laughs> 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 And then he's like, and then, yeah, that, and then after that he hits uh, the double axe and they thought it was over after that because there was yep. another near fall, like real near fall. And he's like, and Heenan's like, I need water. And, like, yeah. you know, so, <laughs> and, and then he hits the elbow, perfect drags him out. Then it hits the brat, brass knucks, Macho Man kicks out. You get, the, you get the figure four spot, and then you get Flair like wailing away on the leg and Macho Man punches him in the face. Pulls his, pulls his trunks as hard as he can. Yeah, pulls his tights as hard as he can, rolls them up, handful of tights, one, two, three, and the place just goes nuts. And then, and then like chaos just goes, it's just chaos after that because Liz jumps in the ring, Flair and Perfect are irate. The <laughs> officials are still around the ring flair grabs liz and like spins her around he's like what about me and then then like gives her a kiss and then she starts slapping flair and then macho man attacks flair and it's just bedlam (laughs) like everyone's just like this this that's why you need the ebbs and flows like you need you need like intermission plus a calm down match after this but um then you get some huge fireworks for you know macho man winning, winning the title back um yeah that i remember that one firework that was pretty much like in the ring <laughs> it <just Right>. <laughs> that is awesome but, um, but like to see macho man go over and win the title the way he did was awesome like yeah you, know, you didn't expect the roll up with the tights but yep. like that was that was awesome I loved I, that. you
1: know that's interesting like people will criticize wrestlemania 9 for non-finishes wrestlemania 8 the king of unexpected finishes it sounds like right yeah. like Matches that ended ways you wouldn't expect it. I like that. Right. Um, yeah, do True. you think you take Savage and Elizabeth at the end of WrestleMania 7 to Savage with the title and Elizabeth at WrestleMania 8 and everything in between with Jake and Restate Macho? That's an epic calendar year for Macho Man Savage. Yeah,
0: yeah, one of the best of all time. Yeah, for, for from losing his career to yeah. to like regaining everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, has to be.
1: do you like him watching the event watching the matches looking at the
0: company do you like him being the face of the company in april of 1992 yeah yeah i do i mean i you know if they're starting to put over if hogan's leaving and they're starting to put over wrestlers who can wrestle and yeah. like they had Savage and Flair, and then like Bret Hart's on the rise. You know, eventually, like we talk about, you could get to that Savage Bret Hart match. Or whatever. But, but him, him being the Macho Man and the face, and and like the title on him, that was I I think it was awesome. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. I think he was
1: great, um, and he just looked so good with the belt. Like even yeah, though yeah. those crazy '90s outfits, but the scene with that eagle belt there's some epic photo shoots i think yeah. they're just yeah. like it's great for him you deserve to be a second t- two-time champion um he yeah. was great for that time mm-hmm. so then you got the second main event yep <laughs> and they cut they tried to recreate the big bedlam finish mm-hmm. right like they kind of wanted to do that so all right so going into it you get the Hogan buildup. You get the Hogan interview. You get almost—I I would say like borderline breaking kayfabe a little bit for, as, for the time, as much as you possibly break kayfabe mm-hmm. with the interview with Hogan. You got Sid who suddenly picks up Harvey Whippleman as a manager. I don't really love that. And he was like, "Doctor Harvey Whippleman," like that was interesting, right? Um, you know, from everything that—I mean, obviously it's, it's been a little bit since I've seen it, but I know like the the criticism is that you never feel like Hogan's in danger. Like you never feel like, do you agree with that? That there's never like the stakes are not really high in this match.
0: Yeah. It's like Hogan's last match. You feel like he's going to go over and it's not for a title or anything. So you feel like he's going to resolve the feud and he's going to ultimately win. Yeah. Pose down in the ring.
2: Mm.
0: Right off in the sunset.
2: Yeah.
1: Um. do you think there was anybody else in the company on this card? Okay, maybe one. Where you could have given him the ride off into the sunset because Sid was really only in the company since SummerSlam 91. Weird year, right? He's the guest referee. He doesn't wrestle in in Survivor Series 91 because of an injury. I don't know if he was legit. He goes into the Royal Rumble. He is a face. He lasts a while. There's the heel turn. There's a couple Saturday Night main event situations going on. There's a little bit of stuff with Jake. Mm-hmm. but he didn't really establish himself like I almost feel like you could have used Undertaker there if you re- if, if it was about Hogan Swan song, which you can't rely on that right right. I can't think of anybody else on the card that yeah. could have been like you said that monster heel yeah. To so get Hogan out of there, and Hogan has to be the last match, right? Yeah,
0: I think again, I think they did it right. Like they had Savage Flair. I think Sid was the perfect guy to go against Hogan for his last match. Like you had the whole, you know, can he body slam him? And you yep. know, can, how strong is Hogan compared to Sid and whatnot? They did the test of strength in the beginning. Yes. And, and Hogan actually, uh, I get, I give, after watching it back again, I give Monster credit to Hogan. He takes some bumps in this match. Yeah. He takes a one-armed, one-handed choke slam and like straight down the mat. Like by the brain, by the brain, he is just like, I've never seen anyone do that to Hulk Hogan. He picked him up with one hand, <laughs> jammed him down into the mat. <laughs> He's like, kiss Hulkamania goodbye, and like. People, when that bump happened, people like rose up out of their seats, like Hogan, like flattened Hogan with that. And like Sid, like got on one knee and like went like, 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 um, that was was a huge, and like you didn't, you know, that was big man versus big man. So like it was a slower methodical type match. It wasn't like the Savage Flair match where you just had move after move after move and like just controversy and whatnot. Like they would do a big move for that moment the big moments like we talk about and then like slow it down and whatnot. But he takes a choke slam, he takes a side like a side slam or side slam and he takes power the power bomb ultimately. He does. Yeah. He no sells it sort of. It wasn't the most it wasn't the most um like powerful power bomb. Like I don't think he no-selled it as much as Sid kind of like made it gentle. Like God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think like Sid, because before the match, they play gorilla monsoon yes. yeah before the match gorilla monsoon shows how sid ever since he like destroyed the barbershop has been on a rampage he did stuff to jobbers that, like <laughs> i don't know how the jobbers are like standing after what after what right. he, like, gorilla press a guy and like throw him all the way out of the ring and the guy would hit the stretcher and like fall to the floor he yes, the stretchers. he put he put, uh, the bottom of the, of the ring stairs sideways, so they're, like, they're, like, standing sideways and the hollow part is, like, facing the aisleway. He's <laughs> got the guy on the stretcher in the aisleway and just, like, runs and shoves him into the steps and the guy just <laughs> topples over. <laughs> like, Sid just destroyed everybody before, before Hogan, so, like, they really built up his, like, monster heel persona. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, like, I think, uh, him versus Hogan was, you know, that that monster heel play that needed needed to happen.
1: Yeah. So then you get to the finish. One, two, kick
0: out. Now, kick out of the leg drop.
1: People theorize one of two things, right? So the story yeah. that Charles Wright, Papa Shango, misses the cue. Right now, some people say he missed the cue. Some people also say the like, and you said it before. You alluded to it the the time it took to get to the ring was forever yeah so like you could literally make the queue and if you're not hauling it mm-hmm. you know and you're talking about literally seconds are counting here right you know you almost are better off coming out from under the ring with how yeah, long
0: That's true <laughs> you know yeah. so yeah because it was a it was a weird either that like because he missed the queue possibly harvey Whippleman gets up on the apron right as the ref counts too and Sid looks like he kicked out or Hogan like got off of Sid kind of during the kickout because he yeah. saw Harvey get up on the apron. But then Harvey didn't do anything. Hogan just picks up Harvey and yep. throws him in the Sid, but that makes the ref ring the bell. Like I don't, there's, there's no reason to ring the bell to my, to my recollection at that point, you know, because right. he, he didn't touch Hogan. Hogan threw him. So right, it exactly. It's almost like Royal Rumble redo, right? It's like what the so heck that, that makes me think it might have been a botch. Like the yeah. the bell should have rung when Papa Shango should have got there. <laughs> right. So Shango goes in there. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, so this is Shango's big spot, I guess, right? They're 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 basically saying this guy who is you know mysterious, and this is obviously pre-warrior, you know, puking and everything, because <laughs> he's not back, he's not back yet, right? The peace <laughs> tube in Oakland and all that. So he, you know, kind of meanders down to the ring. You
0: get the you get the melee, and then you get the music. Yep. And Gorilla Monsoon like, why not? And Bobby <laughs> the <brain's> like, what? <laughs> He's like, it's <laughs> the Warriors' music. Well, me is so good. He's <laughs> like, it's the <laughs> <laughs> So, so like, that, like that's the moment that I rewatched, and I, I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about it. Like. <laughs> The crowd is just ballistic. Like, right. it's like they've lost. Like Bobby Ray like everyone's here's lost it. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, the people, no, the, the people, the people in the crowd that you can see from the main camera yeah. have like they're flipping out because they made their bring back the warrior signs and yes. stuff. Yes. Like, and he just gets in there and clotheslines the crap out of Shango, and then oh. gets hit with the chair but he's shaking the ropes at the same time so good. amazing like you, you do good yep well speaking of music they also have
1: the match also starts with hogan's music playing while he clears out sit it's a very <laughs> musical
2: event
0: here right yeah <laughs> like, <laughs> yep. so sorry so he's shaking the ropes they're playing the music Yep, and then. Yeah, everyone like Hogan's surprised to see him and whatnot, and the the like everyone's just flipping out. the 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 thing I remember was like, whoa, like, is, is that Warrior? Like, he cut his hair, like it's yes. it's kind of short, yeah. and like, and he still looked chiseled, but not as big. So like, right. you know, he he might have been new
1: Warrior theories is born.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> his. But when you when you get to see his face, it looks like the Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, so oh yeah. yeah. The, the theories were squashed, but yeah, there was a lot of a lot of rumor and. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well,
1: you know, I mean, and it's interesting because like his mullet was so big, you yeah. can't sustain that. Nor right. should you expect someone to, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, what's interesting about the end of this? And I always go back to a quote that you that you said. When we when we talk about this, it always helps me kind of frame and put context to everything. Mm-hmm. So you get the four people in the schmas, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> so by SummerSlam '92, the next pay per view, right? Mm-hmm. The big man to them people. Hulk Hogan out. Sid out. Talk about Sid was supposed to work with Warrior. That's cool. Yeah, that's a pretty cool Wembley Stadium match mm-hmm. right there. Yeah, definitely. Um, papa shango goes to Summerslam, but he beats tito santana and what basically becomes a dark match it's not on the u.s versions of it right. yeah and then you get warrior savage in you know an interesting angle mm-hmm. right i mean an interesting angle but i don't yeah. think it was i don't think it was like otherworldly right like i don't you would never mention it in the same breath as, as macho flair as the WrestleMania 7 match, as Brett Piper. Like, it wasn't an iconic match.
0: Yeah, it was, I, I, like, I think I told you, I gave it more credit than probably a lot of people do. I think Warrior worked well during that match. Um, like, I think he, there was, like, Macho Man, Perfect and Flair did a lot to both of the of the wrestlers during that match. So, like, I think both of them, worked well against each other and then like warrior had like the neck injury during the match and like macho man had the leg thing as because of the outside interference and whatnot i thought i thought the match was underrated all right i like it yeah i like it there you go
1: yeah so any final thoughts you know so you go from this is the last wrestlemania where the next pay-per-view is SummerSlam, right? Mm-hmm. WrestleMania nine, you're going to have King of the ring and going forward, right. King of the ring. And then you go to your, in your houses and everything. So this is the last big, all right, here's your big four. Here's your WrestleMania. They end with a lot of interesting ways you can go. I mean, they, it's right in your face, right? Cause I mean, yeah. Flair's demanding a rematch. You've got the thing at the end, you've got the warrior back, you know, all that juice. And, mm-hmm. You know, it's a huge moment, right? You say WWF is all about the moments. Yeah, yeah. So like, even though I just said these four people are out and it's a bummer and it doesn't really go anywhere, you said the goosebumps are still there. Anytime you watch WrestleMania 8, you will say that is a masterful ending. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter what happened afterwards. That moment is, anyone will tell you, that is a top five pay-per-view WrestleMania just moment to be Mm -hmm. taking that in. And to know how big the warrior was and like what he meant to people of our generation
0: yeah. and to have him come back when everybody wanted him back, like, it's, it's amazing. How do, it's what, that, what does that say about Vince McMahon to give people the moment that they've dreamed about with his comeback, even though the ultimate warrior is who he was and held up Vince McMahon for money like the year prior. Like, yeah. what, is this, what does it say about Vince? Like He's just all for the people. He's just all for yeah. his product. It's it's all for the people and it, it goes back to
1: you know, like you talk about like athletes and stuff, and you talk about like the idea of like they're they're a diva. Like people can only be divas and do the things that Warrior did and Sean did mm-hmm. because they were freaking awesome.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Even <laughs> though Warrior had shortcomings, the guy could yeah he was just exciting and, and the same yeah. thing with Hogan. Yeah. That, Hogan I, was the
0: biggest diva. Yeah. But he <laughs> sold the place out. Like, uh, that's, and that's so all right, my... you can be a diva. Yeah, that's my, that's my takeaway. Like, I can't, like, I know we've talked about in previous casts, like, you know, your, how sick you were of the Hogan, just Hogan in general, hulking up and whatnot. And like, you know, like I've said, there isn't today's, there isn't a modern day Hogan, but I think like watching this WrestleMania back, how Macho Man and Ric Flair were the middle of the card. And then you had... I want to say, unfortunately, basically nothing until Hogan said, yeah. like, and that match, people are just amped, and, like, you cannot, you can't measure the absolute value of Hogan, especially especially back then, and, like, it, like yeah, I said he took bumps in that match, but, like, he probably didn't even have to. He just had to be Hogan. Like, right, he, exactly. just, he just had, he was, he had everything with the fans. He was, over in every way you could tell um just his mannerisms to always be looking out in the fans like yeah like should i should i should i nail them should i slam up no. like what should i do and like the fans telling them what to do and like what they want them to do like Total that was showman. yeah
1: yeah Total confidence <laughs> yeah in that ring the engagement with the audience like no one did. And, right i mean yeah, when you think about the you talk about the those hogan poses at the end that is one person in front of a stadium, an arena, working that crowd. Mm-hmm. There's not many people that can do that because even your top performers, right? Like take your biggest, like all right, Rolling Stones, or they they place they you know they play stadiums or a band. You know what I'm saying? Like they got a big production. You take mm-hmm. you know like I don't know like your your, your your big like of that time, like your Michael Jacksons of '91, '92, right. Madonna's, your Taylor Swifts today. Like there's a band this guy it's him yeah yeah him in a ring owning the moment i don't know what else you can compare that to mm-hmm. you know that is a really yeah, <laughs> yeah in def- hey, that's me in defense of hogan yeah
0: apparently. yeah <laughs> you no know? yeah. yeah i mean I, you know we we both agreed we maybe reluctantly agreed like a year later you know would you have brought him back and had the had the end had WrestleMania nine end like that? Yeah, because <laughs> you yeah. got to get that moment. Exactly. You have 2 back to back great moments. I mean, as much yeah. as people hate
1: on nine, I mm-hmm. was through the roof when he yeah. got the title. I don't even like Hogan, but you just yeah. realize this is really important. Right. <laughs> yeah, like eight and nine had monster moments,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and yet eight is more respected because Piper, yeah. Hart, Randy. Mm-hmm. And and flair, you know, so it still has to be about the wrestling, it still has to be about the in-ring, it's also be about the matches,
0: but yeah. the I would even say game. I would even say eight uh could also be about the venue because like nine nine was so small,
1: like you know. so tiny. I love the outside and how yeah. it looked. It's like it's so small, right? It doesn't feel big, it doesn't feel important,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, like uh one of my favorite pay-per-views back then and i probably give it a little less credit now because of the entire card like some of those matches were just not so good but the moments of of the double main event just put it over the top for me yeah absolutely still, still do still do today yeah i would say
1: maybe and all, and all seriousness is probably my it might be my favorite wrestlemania of all time just because oh. of the time period that it was um i remember that was a wrestlemania um I even like dove into that when I wasn't as into it. I remember my, you know, a buddy of mine had like all these Coliseum tapes, and I was like, "I think I want to watch WrestleMania nine I mean, WrestleMania eight, rather. And I remember like wanting to watch it. And like, yeah, like it was just good. It just takes yeah. me back to that time period. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely in my top few. I mean, yeah. we can definitely we'll definitely talk more about others, but yeah, great event. Like you said, the venue, it felt big. It had big moments, and mm-hmm. um, it was great. So.
0: You know, mm-hmm. on to the next one. On to the next. That was, one. that was awesome. Well, we are on Instagram now, ladies and gentlemen. So please follow us on Instagram at Taking It To The Mats with underscores in between the in between the words. And yes, uh, we are learning as we go. Yeah, uh, I think that's the other piece here too.
1: Is that like there might be some posts like what what what, what is what is this? Yeah, um, <laughs> you know, we'll we'll see. You know, we're we're learning every day here. But you no. know, we, we love what we're doing it's, it's super fun to just engage with this. I know, um, you know, like we, 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 love having the dialogue and being able to have the dialogue with fans and expand, you know, what we love to do is, is really cool. So yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely you know, follow us like us, scratch your head. Cause yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it looks like we don't know what
0: we're doing, <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. <laughs> but in any event, we appreciate all the support and until next time we will talk to you later. Thanks.